Dose of Leadership Podcast, Episode 17. Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership Podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Well, I'm pleased to have on the show today Judy Carter. She's an author, speaking coach, and a humorist. She has a message of using comedy techniques to decrease cubicle stress, makes Carter an in-demand speaker for Fortune 500 companies where her keynotes entertain and inspire. Judy's been featured on over 100 TV shows, nominated for Atlantic City's Entertainer of the Year, and has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, The Oprah Winfrey Show, and on CNN. Well, Judy, you made the big time now. You're on the Dose of Leadership podcast. How are you today? Woohoo! Well, I'm really great today. Today's the day my book, The Message of You, comes, came out. This morning, it did, came out. So, Did you have a big um, celebration the night before? Uh, yeah, we had a, um, a pre-book signing event in Los Angeles. 175 people showed up. It was amazing because all sorts of people were there. Um, um, from every place I've spoken to all my students who read the uh, comedy Bible. So we had a nice mix of business people and comics, always a good mix. They need each other. They need to yeah. know um, what each other knows. Business people need to know how to be funnier, and stand-up comics need to know the business of show business. Yeah. Well, I'm and people got up, and we did a little quick workshop, and they got so excited to realize that they have a message that can uh, give them, that can inspire other people. So that was that was very exciting. Well, I'm, the reason why I brought you on the show, I'm so excited. When we talk about leadership, and you've list, if anybody's listened to the interviews, leadership can be a serious topic. But you bring humor to the business place. To you've you've presented to politicians, the whole gamut of folks. What is your thought on leadership and humor? Well, we all like to work with people uh, who make us laugh. That's like number one on requirement of a good boss. We devote so much of our time to the workplace, and if people are having a good time, not that your boss needs to be, hey, how is everybody doing? What's going on in the <laughs> cubicles today? I mean, I'm not talking about doing right. a stand-up show, but I'm talking about uh, using humor to inspire other people and you and every single person to be on the fast track to success on business, you're going to have to speak in front of people. Yeah. You're going to have to. And you're going to be really freaked out. You're going to get, like, probably drunk a couple times. <laughs> and you're going to procrastinate. Oh, i gotta speak. I got to do a presentation. And then you'll probably focus on, I know, and this is the worst decision. I'll do PowerPoint. That's what I'll do. Right. I'll put together a PowerPoint, and I'll have, like, a lot of bullets on it. Yeah, that's such a good idea. And, yeah. I'll, and I'll have content. And then you do this presentation, and you're so scared that you're talking through it like, you know, you're like a crack addict, New York crack addict. <laughs> And then you're done, and then you get drunk again. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like people find speaking to be a nightmare. So I wrote this book that can show people how to speak from 
authenticity because and and to yes when you present content of course you have to have content but it doesn't have to be you know bullet lists and make your audience want to poke their eye out right. with a pencil it can be funny and and guess what i could even make the humor impaired funny so most most business types will go all right, let me find a joke on the Internet. Yeah, this is funny. I'll open with this. And then they go, and everybody goes, okay, funny. Now here's my boring, yeah. <laughs> boring-ass speech. And it's like, ah, you don't have to do it. You, here's, here's a couple trade secrets from comedians that can show you that, yes, you can be funny, and, yes, you can share a little more of yourself, and, yes, even especially in the business place, people want to know you. You know, people want to know what do you stand for? Who are you? Tell me a little bit, like, review a little bit of your journey from a mess in your life to success in your life so we can get to know you. And then you are liked, and then you are promoted, and that's every successful and famous person from Martin Luther King to Steve Jobs to Kermit the Frog has a message. Yeah. And you need to know your message. Well, I think you get to the key point when you, especially when you get to leadership in your leadership role, you know, some of the best advice I've received is you got to be yourself. And the second part of that question is, well, I'm not comfortable with being funny, but what I've found over the time and, and, in advancing in my speaking career, in my presentation style, in my presence, the more that I could be myself, the more that I could share my own personal stories, the more that I was vulnerable on the stage, if you will, the funnier I became. And I don't consider myself a, a humorist by any means or a stand-up comedian, but the more that I found I shared about myself and was honest, self-deprecating to an extent, but the better that my communication style became. Is that what's wrapped up in your book? Am I hitting any of the marks on, on what I said there? Oh, absolutely. Um, first of all, we're not talking about, you know, a joke every 10 seconds. Sure, right. And that's, that's the speed you have to have um, when you do stand-up comedy. Because that's another book, the Comedy Bible, that I wrote. Right. I'm talking about... Um, a likability yeah. and having an audience not just go, hey, that was good, but fall in love with you. I'm talking about that when you speak, make people listen. And there's some very easy tricks to that that don't have to be so complicated. And um, actually, the same tricks or tips um, are what make a good leader. So let me give you one. Okay, here's a good tip. Here's how to get the audience to fall in love with you within one minute. Now, this is also a leadership tip because uh, wouldn't that be great when you're meeting a new client? Yes. Uh, have that instant connection. So the element of connection is extraordinarily important. Whether you are talking to a new client or whether you are talking to... Um, an audience, or whether you are on a job interview and you want to express your leadership ability and your audience is an audience of what? Okay, here's the first big clue. It's not about you. 
The audience has one topic that they love hearing about, and that is them. If you open talking about the audience and talking about one of their problems, and you hit the nail on the head, they will lean forward in their seats, and they will be glommed on to every word coming out of your mouth. And so, uh, and then if you combine that with humor, that's, that's, that's huge voltage to open your show with. I'll give you an example. Yeah. So when I speak, I ask management, all right, uh, I'm going to talk to you about laughing your way out of stress. So what's, what's the problem you have? And they may go, well, we have a worldwide shortage of copper. This is a problem on everybody's mind. And then I go, all right, let me talk to a couple, three people in your company. Let me talk to an admin, a manager, and a VP. Okay. And I talk to each one of them, and they don't even know about the worldwide shortage of copper. <laughs> right. right? They, what? No. That's not a problem. You know what a problem is? We have no place to park. Oh, my God. We have no place to park, um, and and this is, like, driving us crazy, and... We have to go feed the meters in the middle of the day. This is just horrible. <laughs> it's like everybody, everybody has this problem. So I go on stage and I say, I know you're under a lot of stress and I'm going to talk about it. And I'm going to keep my speech short because I know you have to go and feed the meter. <laughs> well, the whole place falls off their chair and falls in love with me right. because they go, okay, Judy is an outside speaker. She doesn't speak for this company. But she's done her homework, and she knows about us, and and she has a sense of humor about it, and we love you. Right. So, so each audience you speak in front of has that magic problem that, you know, and how long do these phone calls take me, you know? Yeah. Then maybe a total of a half hour learning about them, you know, five minutes, tell me what a bad day is. And then, bam... I now open, and I have them yeah, within and- a very short period of time because an audience, they, studies have shown that audiences um, within 17 seconds will like you or not like you. That's great. And, uh, yeah, isn't that a good tip? And, and that's in the book, The Message of You, along with, you know, it's not rocket scientists' stuff. You know, I've been speaking long enough and then doing comedy for over headlining as a stand-up comic for so long that I realize there's some simple thing that civilians, that's what I call people who yeah, are I love that. Mm-hmm. And you can do them. Anybody can do them. The humor impaired can do this. Well, it's, you know, you hit it on the head even for a, as a manager or a leader of an organization, it's easy to get wrapped up thinking that, you know, the, the global copper shortage is the, the crisis of the day. But that just speaks volumes of like, as a leader, you need to get out of your chair. You need to understand what the problems of your admin, of the people, you know, getting to know your people, understanding what the issues are with your folks. And it's so common sense. It's shocking. Yeah, yeah. it's shocking as an outsider for me and a little study. Believe me, it's not like they hire outside consultants that cost them millions of dollars. And here, a former stand-up comic comes into their company in a half hour you know, can connect with their entire staff because maybe I'm the first person who really listened 
and the first person who really asks them, what is a bad day? What's, getting, what's interfering with you doing your work? Now, a leadership quality is knowing that information. Absolutely. Um, and that's the number one step. And then, of course, having um, presenting some kind of solution and presenting in a way where you're not demanding that people do it, but you inspire people to do it, and even better than that, you inspire people to come up with their own solutions. You know, in other words, you 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 empower your audience, and that's the job of a great speaker. Martin Luther King didn't go, um, okay, here's how we're going to end bigotry. All right, we need approximately, you know, 50 managers, and we need to spend X amount of time. And, no, he talked about possibility of a dream. Yeah. That's what he did. He inspired people by painting a picture of what it would look like in his dream of equality. Yep. And then everybody imagined that dream and worked towards making it to happen. But a great leader... A great leader has a great message, and that message comes not just from what college you went to, just doesn't come from um, your personal, your, your professional credentials and how many years or this study or that study. It comes from your personal life journey of what you've had to struggle with in your life, your mess. And how did you come out of that mess? And how did you come and be a success? And that means that you stand in front of people as, as a leader with a message. And most people don't realize that they have extraordinary messages tucked inside of them. And I wrote this book to help them find it. Well, I think that, you know, a couple of things that you, you hit on, I think, what I've seen from my vantage point, a lot of leaders or people in leadership positions, they think they have to have the big solutions, the big ideas, the tactical solutions, if you will. And what's missing and what, I, what I'm hearing from, from you, and I agree with 100%, is that it's, it's less about that because the solutions to the big problems, even to the copper shortage that you're alluding to, you know, a lot of times don't come from the CEO or the C-level type leadership. It could possibly come from the admin that's sitting there answering the phone for the CEO because a lot of times they see things that the C-level leader doesn't see or even understand. And if C-level type leadership or any type of leader in the position would focus on what you said about what is the message and the vision that I'm trying to accomplish, so much more can be accomplished, you know, can, can be um Achieved, I guess. Wouldn't you agree? Um, absolutely. As we know, all good leaders will, you know, when they have a solution, when there is a solution, they give appreciation to the team, to the people who created that, and they step aside. That's empowering other people. Here's the thing. A lot of people have a job right now because they have to. Right. And they stay in a job that they don't like because um, what they tell themselves about the economy, what they tell themselves about how to pay their bills, and, 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 and there's a lot of validity to this. However, it is a really good manager um, or anyone 
who is in a leadership position or who is in charge of any kind of team or staff to 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 create a message that lets people know that they are appreciated and that it's not just a job because when thing when things are just a job you're going to have people do just the amount of work they need to do to get by. And when you can um, inspire people and appreciate people um, and make them part of your family, a family where, in this case, unlike maybe their original family, um, they are respected and appreciated and the extra distance they go is rewarded in some way. And here's the thing. I, I don't care if you're admin, you're receptionist. You are, everybody wants to make um, a contribution. Yep. And I, you know, sometimes it's even just changing a job title and making like just, oh, well, you're just a receptionist. You're the maker of first impressions. You're the face of this company. You can make a difference. You see, <laughs> and that, you know, and when you treat someone like they're just the receptionist, yep. and, and your clients walk in and they see the totally bored receptionist who really doesn't care and is just, you know, looking at her Facebook page because she's looking for another job, <laughs> uh, or LinkedIn or whatever she's doing. Yeah. But when you empower that person and you make them aware of their importance and what their job really is about, not the, I'm just the receptionist, but I am, I have an important position. And, and you know what? If you think that there is somebody in your company who is not important, then you're missing the whole thing because every single person there has a message and has um, and and can make your company more profitable. Yeah, there's. A, I had an interview with a guy, and in I really love talking to him. It was Nick Cirillo, and he owns a, a pizza chain up in the Chicago area. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this exact thing. In fact, his book is, it talks about it too. But he firmly believes in his heart of hearts that every one of his employees is a genius, you know, and he, and he taps into all their strengths and their, and their characteristics and, and all of the great ideas for his pizza company have come pretty much from all of them, you know, from the greeter, from the cook, you know, you name it. And, uh, I love that mm-hmm. culture. And even talking to Walt Disney, Lee Cockerell, he had said the same thing when he ran Disney world and you think, Oh, that's like a huge, big monolithic corporation. But that's how he turned the culture on there for 10 years. A lot of their great ideas came from that cast member who was sitting in Snow White and dealing with the customer all day, and they came up with an idea for this restaurant or whatever. And um, I, it seems so common sense, but you got to – I always scratch and wonder why isn't it common practice? I don't know. Well, because people don't know how to do it. Like um, people don't take the time to go – well, it seems very complicated. Well, now I got to meet everybody, and I got to talk to everybody. I got to, and they don't know how the shortcut to find what is the asset of this person. What does this person stand for? You know, we don't know our messages, and that's why I wrote the message of you because what I we only hear of someone's message when they die. Yeah. I've been to 
say funerals where I go, God, this person sounds so fantastic. I wish I, you know, yeah. I wish I talked to them more when they were alive. Why do we have to wait for to hear someone's eulogy to know their worth, and 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 especially your own your own self worth? Like, what is your message? And this is beyond branding. This is the new. Nobody can, look. There's all these pizza companies. They all have like. X amount of cheese, X amount of sauce, X amount thin crust, thick crust, whatever it is. But do you know the the, the 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 pizza place I like to go to is the pizza place where I understand what they stand for. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like even a company like PayPal. If you go to a PayPal on their website, you see their message: the most loved way to pay and be paid. <laughs> um, they are associating money with love. That's their message. You love us. It's about love. We're sharing love. And, 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 and they, by saying that, they become that. And it's not about how fast they are. It's not about how many customers they have. It's not about like over 8 billion sold. It's not that. It's about the why of what we do this because of love, the, the, the most basic human emotion. So here's the thing. If you can tie your service, your product, to a message, which is the why. Why did you start this pizza place? Why did you start, you know, why do you want to be an accountant and help people? One of my, uh, I coach a lot of people, and uh, one of my clients uh, Betty Buckley was uh, is a an accountant, and she wanted to speak and and let women know about her services. And she told me a story about one of her clients, and it was a beautiful heart story about her a widower, um, uh, and and her husband died, and she didn't know any of the passwords, nothing. And um, and Betty became an advocate for this woman to help her come into her power and take her out of her feeling of ineptness and, and powerlessness. And then she created a message to women to take charge of their finances now, to not hand it over to somebody else and how to do it. Well, guess what? Now that uh, she went from uh, a speech about empowerment rather than a speech about this is how much money you need to retire. This is, you know, this is the yeah. percentage. This is where you got to put it. Now she's on her way to being the next Susie Orman yeah. because she, she, it's not about content. It's not about the solutions. It's about are you inspiring people when you speak? Are you inspiring them with by revealing the why of what you do, not the what of what you do? It's, it's, it's why are you doing what you are doing? And if you think it's just a job, uh, you have the wrong job then, and you have the wrong mindset. It's never just a job. It's our lives. You know, there, people have like this disconnect. Well, this is my job, and now I have this personality. It doesn't work that way. Nope. You are who you are, whether you're at work, whether you're, you know, with your kids, whether, you're, you know, it is you. And once you know your message then you can walk your message, then you can be your message, and then you, you, it, 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 it just continues, and it's just, it's just amazing what happens. Yeah, I agree with you, and I, I've learned, I wish you would have written this book about 10 years ago, but I, I've 
learned over my public speaking and my leadership career. And if you look back 10 years ago, it was about the PowerPoints with the bullets and the content. And it became a crutch. And the moment that, mm-hmm. I, the moment that I completely, I don't do any, I hardly ever, unless I have to do like a program review, but if I do my public speaking and my presentations, I never use PowerPoints anymore. And the moment that I threw the PowerPoint away and focused on, as you said, the message, the story, the revelation, and I became vulnerable on stage, the more powerful the presentations became. And and I know it's not about public speaking, but it, it can translate to leadership in your presence as well, in speaking in front of your team, to your spouse, to your kids. All of that is applicable. And um, I'm excited to read your book. I know it just, it just came out. I was reading some of the today. reviews today. It came out three hours ago. That's awesome. <laughs> and it's worth... And it's, I can't believe it's, it's a list price of like $26, and they're selling it today for $15. So uh, it's um, on, on Amazon at Barnes & Noble, and so it's, it's I can't believe it. It's amazing. I, after two hours out in the marketplace, um, I don't know. I, I hope this is not an indication on the blue light special bit at Kmart. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I wouldn't but, see that. Amazon does that to all their stuff. They always put the big, the suggested retail price, price and then they put the black uh, line through it. And the the new that's everything on there on Amazon. I think oh, it's is it? Oh, yeah. good, good. Because it's, 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 it's today's the first day. It is out. It had a fantastic pre-sale, um, and I am so grateful to all my fans and everybody who has read all my books, and and that that this book, I feel. Um, can really help them make more money in their lives. Um, as my other books was more like how to be funnier, this one is really going to be uh, a game changer in someone's career because if you really follow the exercises, and they're all laid out exactly like, okay, this is how you write a joke. This is how you can give information to an audience and make it funny. This is how if you do do PowerPoint, you know, how to make it, how to keep it entertaining. It, this is... This is how to do all that stuff, and um, but mostly there's a chapter called um, market, uh, how to market your speech. And uh, if you go to um, themessageofyou.com, uh, there you can uh, download the first chapter for free and read it, because I know anybody who reads that first chapter immediately within 30 seconds of reading that uh, <laughs> gets the book, because... Uh, it's very inspiring. It, it was, it, I teach people how to find their eureka moments and I wrote the introduction last because during writing this book I found my eureka moment and I, I just would love everybody to go to themessageofyou.com and download that because, uh, that's where they will find it. Inspiration. Well, I doubt it's, I'm, <laughs> and, and it'll create a ripple effect and then they'll get their message and start inspiring people and then, I know we could make the world just a little bit better. Well, that's what it's all about, right? I'm looking yes. forward to downloading it myself. I'm looking. I like the the review that even Ken Blanchard gave you. That saying, if he, he uh, yeah, Lily Tomlin gave me a rave review. Ken Blanchard, Tony Alessandra, a lot of the movers and shakers who are rather more serious in the you know Lily, of course, isn't, but but um, uh, have really given me rave reviews on it and I'm just thrilled about it. Well, I'm excited to read it. I'm excited to 
you know, being a public speaker myself, and of course, and being in leadership positions in the in the civilian corporate world, I, I think I'm, I'm. It'll be definitely an arrow in my quiver. I'm excited to read it. So, well, you gave a good shot. So, um, JudyCarter.com is that the where they can find you in addition to you guys? Yes, yes. Uh, I, yeah, JudyCarter.com. You can see some of my movies of um, me speaking. But the but the the message of you is 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 about the book. Perfect. Dot com. Yes. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, Judy, out of your busy schedule to speak with Thank us you. today. Give us a dose of leadership. I'll, I'll definitely um, put the links to the, when I post the podcast on my website. I'll put the links to all everything that we talked about here. Great, and shoot me an email. I'll send some people there to listen to it. Okay, definitely, and then, uh, it'll be out on iTunes too. I'll send you all the the links, and I I don't know. I'll make sure I'm following you on Twitter too. We'll make sure it gets a uh, all. Yeah, the uh, Twitter. We're doing hashtag TMOY, the message of you. Uh, T-M-O-Y hashtag, and, uh, and a lot of people, as they discover their message, are starting to tweet them, and it's exciting. Well, gosh, thanks for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, you have a great day. Inspire someone today. Thanks, Bye. Jean. Bye. Richard invites you to become a part of the Dose of Leadership community. Visit doseofleadership.com and sign up to receive his free Common Sense Leadership eBook, a guide that highlights how all of us can learn to become calm, confident, consistent, and courageous in all aspects of our lives. Richard is also available as a speaker for your next event. Richard specializes in practical leadership and change management. He has a philosophy of inspiring everyone to think and act like a leader, which is based on timeless natural principles and common sense. You can get more info by visiting doseofleadership.com.